to the Ted Jones World Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Jones, alongside... Peter Moran. Peter, what's up, man? You're sitting on at, at that 45-degree angle, which is where I love you at. It's good to be back. You know, I usually or we usually have you on the couch here, but today we have a very special guest, 13-year military veteran, Travis Eskridge. Travis, how are you, bro? What's going on? What's going on? Feeling good. So, Travis is, I guess just to break it down, bro, you're my gym buddy. Is that like what, I think that's your title for yeah, the, for the show. Yeah, that's close enough. Yeah. So, what's up, man? Came down here from Washington Heights. Uh, how was your day? Yes, I did. Actually, great day. Uh, got up early this morning as usual. Went to the gym. Got off. Uh, went to the grocery store. Chilled for the rest of the day. Okay. It was so, lazy. So, what, I mean, lazy. Travis was in the gym at 5 a.m. this morning. Yeah, you I guys are both there. Both yeah. talking about your bedtimes already. It's I just know, getting ganged up on. Like, literally, what exactly. time is it? 6 p.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> I usually, I'm usually in bed by like 9 or 9.30, and then like I'll fall asleep fully by 10 p.m. What about you? I'm usually passed out by about 8, 8.30. Yeah. You're such a military guy. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Take me to the club to go dance and <laughs> look around, and I'm at the bar like... Yeah, literally, dude. So, Travis, <laughs> how did you end up in um, New York? I guess we'll start there, being from Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes. Okay. Well, actually, uh, 13 years in the military, I traveled around, lived in Hawaii, uh, Alaska, Panama, Australia. So, of course, moving back to North Carolina after living in a place like Hawaii, I found North Carolina a little boring. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, let me liven it up a little bit and, you know, moved up to uh, New York City. Nice, man. And uh, so did so I guess the, just the first question, which uh, Peter and I were very curious about, did you enjoy being in the Army? You know, 13 years at a job, or I wouldn't even consider it a job. It's more like a passion, no? Like 13 <laughs> years doing something that took like that much energy out of your your full day in existence, no? I'll actually say I actually loved it. Um, what, what other job can you get to where you get paid to travel, live in places like Hawaii, Australia? Um, just after about 13 years, I got a little bored of it. So, you know, I decided to move on. Nice, man. Yeah. Where, where was your uh, favorite station you were located at? Favorite station, I would say a close tie between Hawaii and Australia. That's what I, that's yeah. never having been to any of the places right. you mentioned. That's yeah, what I would have said. Literally. So what is, what is your, what did your normal day kind of look like? I guess when you were serving and then when you weren't serving. So normal day when I wasn't serving, um, you would get up like 5 a.m. in the morning, uh, make it to first formation around 630 for PT. At the PT, PT is about a, about an hour. At the PT, um, you would go shower, get dressed and come back in. And uh, we had like, duties to perform. So most of the time, if we were in, it would be like uh, training. My yeah. job was 11 Bravo infantry. So we would be training on like different tactics or cleaning weapons. Okay. So you, when you say PT, do you mean physical training or physical yes. therapy? And physical what do, training. Okay. So what, and what do you <laughs> Come mean on. by infantry? Military. military no, I know. That's why I, I, that's why I want to get it. So what do you, what do you mean by like, in terms of just breaking down everything, if you can speak in non-military lingo, I guess. Let me try. Uh, so, so it would consist of, yeah, yeah, go ahead. most of the time it would consist of like uh, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, maybe going on like a two, anywhere between two to eight mile run. Okay. So it seems that like it, it could be done by most people if they're motivated, correct? Oh yeah, of Was course. there like, an, were there any fitness hurdles that people needed to get over? Like I, I think to be a cop, you need to run like a nine minute mile. Is there anything I mean, in particular besides like the boot camp that you guys obviously go go through? I would say the biggest thing would be uh, the two mile run. Just making sure yeah. you can run within. I want to say I believe it was like seventeen minutes. Okay, that's a pretty yeah. good pace. That's 
but yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty manageable. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, most people can do that. Yeah, yeah. We're, so surprised. Peter and I actually were <laughs> we're college athletes, and Peter, you play baseball at um, Wheaton yeah. in Illinois. Right. So like you probably a we, pretty big fitness guy back then no we had to run a and i'm not i'm i hate running i'm not a runner uh-huh. i can't breathe out of my nose it's terrible but we had <laughs> it's, it's atrocious Jeez. i have like the most deviated symptom uh, <laughs> anyway that that's my excuse at least but we had to run like a 20, 20 minute three mile was was what we had to run yeah. the one year which which is stupid there's no point in yeah. baseball where you're like you got to run distance as fast as you can we're running you know 30 yard sprints that's a home to first exactly. but yeah, I had to run. I ran that in like 1957, I think. It was the three fastest miles of my life. Like, even in the training, I never hit the time, never got right, whatever. It was like 1957 and a lot of uh, throwing up. And what afterwards. was it, like three miles? <laughs> yeah, three miles. <laughs> but it was an indoor track, so it was like a ninth of a mile. So it was 27 laps on the same uh-huh. track, same direction. Right. It was garbage. I hated it. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't run three miles since then. <laughs> that was like six years ago. So, Travis, what was one of the more crazy stories that you think you have from maybe your time serving and then not serving? So you spent eight years serving and then not and then five years not serving so i spent so eight you years reserved? active duty okay. and then uh the other five years uh reserves okay so like meaning that you could potentially be on duty so pretty much what it is is active duty would be um it's a four-time job so 24 7 and then um reserves would be Sorry, like part-time where you smash go my glass exactly <laughs> i'll play it off um the reserves would be more like one weekend out of a month where you just show up and you do drills and everything like that. And so you're on salary easy. the whole time though? Uh, yes. Okay. Really? Yeah. One weekend a month? And you're, do- so it's like, like well, 48 hours like, on base um, or something? Yeah, it's, still, it's like a little bit compared to like active duty, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's significantly. What, did you like work a, another job during that or do most people not? So you can uh, reclass and do a completely different MOS, which is what I did. So I went from being an infantry uh, soldier to, was it a paralegal assistant? Okay. So doing a lot of uh, paperwork. What? So what was the craziest story from both at times? If you say, if you can pinpoint it, I would say one of the craziest stories I have would be um, when we realized we were going to Panama. I mean, the whole everybody was excited. What year was that? Wow, that was that's kind of aged me right there. <laughs> <I'd say. laughs> no, you joined. I when say you were eighteen, was, bro. You're good. I think that was like. 2001, 2002. Damn. And yeah. what was going on at Panama at the time? So nothing really. So what we were going to do, we were going to go to Panama to do jungle training. Because um, we oh went God. to different places. Like we went to shit. Australia to cross train with Australian soldiers. So everybody was excited, you know, like real jungle training. Yeah. And I mean, everybody was pumped and excited <laughs> up until <laughs> we got there. Jungle training. So we flew in and uh, got off the plane and we went into this room and we heard that we was going to get briefed. Which was like, you know, a normal day, you know, get briefed of, you know, things that uh, are going to happen. Yeah. So what we didn't realize was it turned into like a two hour briefing of all the dangers that, you know, like um, that are in the jungle. Like snakes and yeah, cobras like snakes. and shit. <laughs> it was like, be careful of like small frogs. If yeah. you touch them, poisonous skin, bats. I mean, yeah, don't how lick you, the toad. How are you oh, going to find the princess? You got to kiss the frog. That's Jesus. how you. <laughs> okay, so they were just breaking down what was going to be going on in the jungle. But exactly. you guys didn't really fully, you guys weren't fully aware that Australia was completely different than like the the jungle in well, not Australia, Australia, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, sorry. Excuse exactly. me. Yeah, exactly. Until we got there, and I was like, am I the only one? I started looking around. I saw everybody's faces, and I'm like, okay, so I'm not the only one. Yeah. But um, actually, it was pretty cool, but uh, a couple of crazy things happened. You know, uh, we went out there, and of course, being infantry, 
you know, we always like to joke around on our free time. So, you know, one time we was out there and uh, one of my buddies, you know, finding something to do, pick up uh, rocks. We see some monkeys uh, playing in a tree. And, yeah. you know, he decided to pick up a couple rocks and like, like uh, launch them at the monkeys. And we're like <laughs> oh, sitting man. there like, okay, you know, nothing, what could, what's worse that could happen? Right. Yeah. So all of a sudden the monkeys started like picking up something like behind them. And we're like, thinking, is that like <laughs> oh, berries yeah. or something? They start like throwing it at us. And one guy hit him in the face, and he's like, oh, what is this? And when he looks at his uh, hands, it's like, he was like, oh, my God, it's monkey shit. I've heard of that. Apes do that, yeah. too, I think. I think so. I don't know. What is that, I'm like a, sure. a defense mechanism? That, or like a, a good a, strategy. Yeah, a good strategy. <laughs> Positive effect. Like, this is the worst fire you guys have ever come under. <laughs> so, so you had monkeys throwing shit. I guess what was the scariest moment? I mean, monkeys throwing shit in the, in the jungle sounds pretty standard. I would say one of the scariest. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised because <laughs> as close as we are sitting right now, I mean, once you're in a jungle and you're deep in what they call the bush, I mean, you couldn't see, like, from me to you sometimes. I mean, it was, like, a lot of, like, uh, you know, grass, trees, everything. Plants so, shit, right? you know, every time we saw something moving, everybody was stopping, like, you know, like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. You know, like, what is that? And then, um, you know, we think it would be, like, I know, it's like a wild animal Python. I mean, who knew? Wow. Yeah. And it, go ahead. Go any ahead, of those rush up on you at any point? No, actually, um, we didn't really see anything. Uh, I saw something uh, once. Um, we were doing a PT. We were running in the morning. Yeah. And um, we came across this little thing of water. And, you know, my thing is I've always been a little too nosy sometimes for my own good. Yeah. So, you know, I see, like, the water, like, start to bubble. So I'm thinking to myself, hey, we might can catch, catch some, like, fish or something like that. So I run up to it, and some of the guys, like, follow behind me and, all of a sudden, I just see, like, this little green, like, uh, snout uh, stick out. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then come to find out, it was, like, a crocodile. So we all just, like, took off running. Damn. But, yeah. <laughs> so needs to say, you know, uh, anytime we saw anything, like, move or anything shake, we were already, like, we would always, like, stop it. You know, like, what is that? So in terms of, like, feeling, um, like, uh, excuse me, like, being scared for your life, though. I mean, were there any situations like that besides the fact that, like, maybe a crocodile or alligator might have snuck up on you? Was there anything where other humans put your life in danger? Something uh, like that? No, no. So no, in no. all, in 13 years of being in the military, you, for the most part, came out unscathed. Exactly. Yes. Good for you. Yeah. And so, I mean, the whole, like, eight years I was active duty, just yeah. training, you know, never got uh, called, you know, to go anywhere, so... But what do you think that people come out like as normal as you or like what's the what's the kind of disconnect, man? Because I've definitely heard of military vets kind of don't take this the wrong way, but like going off the deep end. You know what I mean? I think that would be the more likely the military, um, the vets that actually go to war, okay. you know, and they actually, you know, they see war. They see, um, you know, different things, you know, because I could only imagine, you know, I mean. Even while I was training with some of the guys, you know, sometimes you'll take a look at some of the guys and see, you know, you would ask yourself, like, could they really, you know, like, uh, how would they come right? back? You know, yeah. if actually you had a kid or something like that, you know, pointing a loaded weapon at you and, you know, some of these countries. So, you know, like, you know, if you had if it had to be your life or theirs, I mean, of course, it's going to be their life. But then how would you come back from that? though? And so, you think that you were prepared for that, for something like that to potentially happen? Well, I guess you can't really know until it's what happens. I mean, you right? can't really know until it happens. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I like to think I was. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Nice. Peter, you you knew a few people that went to the military, no? Growing up in high school? Yeah, yeah. I or mean, you know, a lot. Uh, 
I shouldn't say a lot, but a decent amount of people, you know, that, that's a movie. You, you came straight out of high school and, and joined up when you were exactly, 18. Yeah. 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 That's most of the people I know in that. And I mean, there, there was a ROTC program in my college. So, you know, people went out that way, but, but yeah, I got to imagine that that is like, that's a fortunate thing is to be able to avoid ever being put in that situation or, or even just having to exactly. endure what well, wars I got to imagine it's a completely different experience for anyone who ended up like that. Right. I can only imagine. Yeah, I've yeah. heard some of the stories from uh, some of my buddies who actually went to war. So sure. Yeah. You, can you share some of those? Not really. Not really yeah. Okay. Um, well, basically being in the army for 13 years, I would imagine would shape your mind to be extremely disciplined. So do you think that, these th- like what you'd be the man who you are today in terms of waking up at whatever time you wake up, bro, like four fifteen in the morning, getting to the gym Monday through Friday, five a.m. Do you think that you would have been doing that if you did if you didn't spend thirteen years in the military? Is that just like the person who you are, or you think that like that made you that way? You think it did? It, the military. I think made the military made me that way because okay. if I didn't go to the military, I wouldn't be this way at all. I think uh, before I went into the military, um, I stepped in as as much as I could. I mean, I stepped to the last minute. I don't know how many times I hit the like uh, snooze button whenever it went off even to go to school. And um, also, yeah. as far as working out, I mean, well, I was I was bigger uh, when I went to the military. I think I was like about 310. Damn. 310 pounds? I was a little like, yeah, I was a little. Wait, you know, dude, you like so. David Goggins. You were, way back. you were 310 pounds? Yeah. So wow. thinking about even running around the block was like. Were you playing Wait, like football crazy, or anything like man. that? Were you so, were you playing like football or anything like that? I used to play basketball and I okay. yeah I used to run, but then I just started packing on weight and. Got so lazy. wait, were you overweight at three ten? Would you consider yourself to be overweight? <laughs> what, what, what do you think, Dad? No, I don't know. Hey, this is fucking Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> well, I mean, pretty much running from here to the door. Even yeah, I was overweight. So you got to the military, and then did you lose the weight there? You got it like just like before, right before you entered, you lost a ton of weight. Well, I mean, before you can even um, go into the military, right, they, they got to make sure weight. that you can, you know, pass the test, the ASVAB test that they give you. So my what's first, it, I wait, think, uh, said ASVAB. Yeah, ASVAB test. <laughs> <laughs> what's it actually called? So no, it's called an ASVAB. Yeah. Why, like how much how much fat you have on your ass? No, you no, know, no, that's ASVAB. what the test is called. Oh, okay. What does that stand for? Um, sounds, but it consists of like, um, how many, like I said before, like how many push ups, sit ups, and okay, um, okay. Pull you ups, know, maybe how fast you can run the two mile run. And I okay. think my first two mile run was a little over like 25 minutes. So, mm-hmm. so you, you transformed yourself, man. I never yeah. knew, I never knew that about you. That's great. Well, so, I think the, I think that ahead. was like the beginning. Um, you know, when I, I had, I had it in my heart that I wanted to go into the military and yeah. nothing pretty much stopped me once I make up my mind. So I started running. Well, let's be honest. I started walking every day and then <laughs> walking led to like a fast walk, which led to like running. And, you know, then the weight started like falling off. And once I got, got to the point to where I could pass the two mile run, um, got into basic training and the weight just fell off. Are you yeah. a fan of David Goggins? You know who David Goggins is, right? No. All right, me well, neither. For you the guys record, guys don't know who David Goggins is. <laughs> no, I've never All right, well, just so I don't butcher this live, uh, David Goggins. I'm guessing is he lost like a, a lot of weight. No, he's like a military. <laughs> he's like a military say. hero, guys. I'm surprised you guys haven't for heard of him. Losing he weight, he lost like he lost like a hundred pounds in three months. 
Damon Goggins is an American ultra marathon runner, ultra distance cyclist, triathlete, public speaker, and author. He's a retired United States Navy SEAL and former United States Air Force Tactical Air Control Party member who served in the Iraq War. His self-memoir, Can't Hurt Me, was released in 2018. Mm. Just like a, a super motivational guy. Um, does talks all the time. Well, he shows up on my TikTok and IG yeah. and Facebook. Um, well, yeah, that's 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 funny. You haven't heard of him. I suggest yeah. anyone who hasn't heard of him or listening, watching, look him up for sure. He's an inspirational fellow, like Travis <laughs> over here uh, to the left, man. So, losing a hundred pounds. Uh, I guess this journey kind of started because you wanted to be in the military, and then it just everything kind of just fell into place in terms of wanting to stay fit throughout your entire life. So, uh, I guess let's get into gym talk, Peter, if you don't mind. <laughs> oh, oh, because so, I wouldn't know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, Travis, what what's your go to playlist listening um, listening to music at the gym? Man, I sometimes see you bobbing around in there, uh, but I, obviously you're very focused. So, what's what's a go to playlist? It changes pretty much uh, every week. I, I like to change my playlist every week, but um, let's say for example, this week, I think Monday I put in. I mean, it's a whole bunch of stuff thrown in. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. DMX to, oh, yes, you know, rest in peace. Yes. Um, to like Limp Biscuit. Oh my, my little Fred Durst, dude. I, I have that was great, Jimmy. I feel like, dude. I feel like we would love Limp yeah. Biscuit. I don't know why you and I haven't bumped it together. <laughs> Fred Durst. It's also it's been a while since I've heard anything oh, really? from Fred Durst. Yeah, I thought yeah. I'll like look up some old stuff that yeah. I used to love. Yeah. Right, right, right. Those '90s hits. And of course, yes. when you see me like bopping around, yeah, it's probably dude. like um. You know, what I always see you do. I don't mean to like spy on you when you're working out so much, but I always see you bobbing your head like this, fixing your gloves, or counting like this on your hand. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, we do. You always do that. I do. I'm just like, like I'm like three reps. And now you, you told me beforehand that you don't you don't even count anymore. Yeah. So what's yeah, up? So, with that? How did you get to that point, Travis? And I briefly uh, before we hopped on the pod here, started recording and filming. Um, I was talking about how when I do reps in front of my mirror here at the house, I just typically don't count. I just like get into the eye contact with the mirror. But you said you don't count reps at the gym anymore. anymore. So how do you how do you get into that? What do you find yourself usually entering at? I don't know. For me, it's like because uh, what I normally did is I would start from 10 and I would work my way down um, 10, 8, 6, 4, 2. In terms of so you start lighter and then you go heavier as you go. Exactly. On. Okay. But then what I found out, um, what works with me is a little different. So um, I don't I no longer like to count. So I like to do each um, set. I just don't count no more. I just do it until like failure. Hmm. That's that Ray Lewis methodology. That's what he I saw an interview with okay. him. He's like, oh, reps. No, I wake up. I work out until I can't anymore, and then I go to bed for the rest of the day. <laughs> so then how do you kind of decide how many workouts you're going to do that day, though? That would, I think that's kind of the only, um, the only like hurdle I would have in terms of being like, yeah. okay, like, how am I going to gauge how many I'm going to get through today? Because I feel like I could do the non-rep, like yeah. count without counting reps, but I just feel like I might not get through as many exercises as I would potentially want. So how do you, how do, you do well, that? Well, each time I come in, I already know, like, I guess military instructor, but I already know I'm going to do five exercises. Yeah. And um, uh, five different sets of each exercise. Okay. So, so just- I just push myself. And um, the biggest thing lately is also like, because um, what I noticed before was I felt as though I spent way too much time in the gym. So, and I think that was also due to, you know, like a long like rest. So, what I do now is 
I'll either jump rope or I do. I try to do something else instead of like I see you know that. resting. Right, right, right. And yeah. also, I feel like you're getting you're getting that heart rate up more. Exactly. It's like exactly. the jumping rope. Exactly. Okay. It's excruciating, but that's totally that's where it's at. So, what is your favorite workout? If I don't, if you can uh, answer that off the top of your head, just because I didn't give you that question beforehand. I would actually <laughs> say favorite workout is doing um, weighted push-ups. Oh yeah, you yeah. love that one. I was telling Peter exactly. that you do three plates. He mm. said, "Yeah, he said he's the weight stacker." He said, he's yeah. a <laughs> "So, so um, Travis and I uh, first met, I guess." Probably, I, we started saying what up to each other probably, what, like a year and a half ago? Yeah. When we just do, like, the upward <laughs> nod, like the bro, like, mm. upward nod. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think ever since then, we just started saying what up to each other more. You know, there. the thing is, when we go to the gym, there are, not, there are like, a handful of people in there. And, like, exactly. maybe it'll differ. And, like, that guy that we were talking to today in the locker exactly. room, he started being there, like, a lot more. Yeah, a lot more. But um, it's definitely, like, a different crowd. Like, maybe you'll get somebody in there, like, at 5 a.m. who you've never seen before. Like, they just, like, woke up early one day or can't sleep. They're like, all right, I'm hitting the fucking gym. And then, like, I don't know about you, but, like, I'll see someone. I'll just be like, where is that person from? Or, like, exactly. if the person's, like, built or whatever, I'll just be like, where has this guy been going before? Like, you know what I mean? To see it at another exactly. gym, like, up the street or whatever it is. <laughs> What um, you just trying to keep eavesdrop a eavesdrop just a little bit? No, you what, I'm what? Like, I'll eavesdrop just a little bit. Like, how did they get so big? And then <laughs> yeah. I like watching. Like, right, have right. I done I've, that before? Yeah, I know. I feel like at the at the same time, you know, there are a few people that go to the gym at the same time as us. They'll go in and they'll just do like the same three workouts, or like they'll they'll come in and like a guy will do like half sets of like ten <laughs> different machines running around. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah. Just exactly. in general, I think like yes, when you see kind of the same people, you're like, all right, this guy's gonna run in here forty minutes. Just strictly biceps, forty minutes, biceps and chest, just whatever it is, wearing jeans, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, it's definitely interesting to see like how many different characters there are at the gym, man. And it's refreshing to know that you're you're so normal. And <laughs> it's interesting just because, like, I don't know, bro. Like, I would consider myself normal, but like, mm. you know, who goes to the gym like at the same time as as you and I? What do you mean you same hmm over there? Like, you don't. Think <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not giving either you the normal card when right. you go to the gym at five a.m. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know, man. It's definitely a weird thing. What do you think motivates you, Travis, to get up as early as you can? Because I, I mean, like for me, in terms of changing like my whole mindset and like making my life basically formed around not hitting the snooze button. What do you think is the the main driving factor for you? I would say, first of all, um, I've been doing this for like 10 years. So it's like every single morning, even on the weekends, on my days off, I'll still wake up at, eh, we'll say like 4 o'clock. But is that an, you're setting an alarm on Saturday and Sunday for 4? Or no? I set my alarm. I think my alarm goes off at like 4.10, no, 4.15. But I literally wake up about 10 minutes before it goes off. And then I just later yeah, and I wait yeah. for it to go off. So, and I'm like, okay, now it's time to get up. And So what's your secret? To hearing, to hearing the snoo, to hearing the alarm and then immediately hopping out of bed. Because as you can imagine, people who are everyone's listening, watching, waking up at four and change would be quite difficult. What's your secret? I'm just excited to see another day. Ha. Huh. And uh, believe it or not, like, uh, I agree. Anybody who's ever lived with me, they always tell me, like, can you keep it down a little bit? Because I get up and I'll be singing, dancing. I'm, I'm just. Can't I even know. see I have the my, new I day. have the most <laughs> energy when I wake up in the mornings. So, so big morning person. Yes. Huge. Not a night person at all i used to be but as i get older it's like now i'm like yeah i'm no fun i'll pass out like this yeah do you ever like like once in a while special occasion buddies getting married something like that and you just go out drinking till like one two in the morning or something like what happens if you do that um i always keep 
Well, first thing I'll do is I'll go buy either Gatorade or <laughs> some Pedialyte. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've done it uh, recently. I went out with some friends, and I think we stayed out till about, um, I would say about 12 o'clock so, drinking. So. But I still came in the next morning, and for some reason I had even more energy, and I could, like, lift heavier weights. And I was like, maybe I was still a little bit. Uh, so <laughs> how, often are you, how often are you drinking, and how does your diet look? Right now, uh, actually, I would be considered a, lo- a lightweight right now okay. as far as drinking. Um, I don't really drink that much anymore, but I would say when I, of course, when I was in the military, uh, yeah, I used to drink heavily. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, you see my plaque and my plaque. Yeah, pretty much says it. Both my plaques. Uh, I'm not gonna say exactly what it says, but <laughs> it pretty much um, in it. To, I used to be a heavy drinker. Okay. Yeah. All right, man. What but you were still had to get fresh. up then. Like so you were getting you were you were getting deep into it and then you'd still just be up next morning ready for PT. Oh yeah. yeah. And I think my platoon started he secretly like hated me though. Yeah. Yeah, because a couple of times we would go out especially when we lived in especially when we lived in uh, Hawaii, we'd go out and oh be drinking God, all night. Dude. We'd show up the next morning, and then uh, I heard some of my buddies was like, I can smell the alcohol on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were supposed to do, like, light, like, uh, exercises. Then he would show up, and he'd be like, and he was like, you know what? And he loved to run, though. He was like, yeah, today we're going to do a four-mile run. And I'd be smiling inside because I was like, you still ain't going to make me pass out or fall out. Because the biggest thing he want, I think, was me to, like, fall out or, like, throw up. He wanted to see me throw up Damn, or something. Yeah. But, yeah, he can do it. So what kind of stuff, what are you eating right now? And you Oof. keep it kind of uh, kind of similar, three hundred sixty-five days a year, or you can change it up depending on how you're Not feeling. Really. I if would you say want to bulk I'd, or whatever. I do have a cheat moments. I'll say it comes every once in a while. Like I love food, so every once in a while you see me order like a large pizza, oh, a yeah. burger, fries. Mm. But I mean, normally I eat pretty much around the same thing every day, like um, eggs, um, bison. For breakfast uh, with some yogurt, and then maybe for lunch, uh, chicken salad, something like that. And then for dinner, um, it's whatever I pre-made. You were telling me that you don't eat rice. Um, right? I don't eat as much rice as I, as I used to. Okay. Because it actually makes me gain weight a little faster, and I have to like do more like cardio okay. in order you know, to keep the fat down. So have you noticed that... Every year, you've just been like learning more about your body, just being exactly. able to, I mean, going to the gym at the same time almost every single day, waking up at the same time, eating, and then you can kind of adjust. Well, I'll say like normally, well, I would say you would normally have to change it up because um, I used to be the type to where I could drink all day and night and eat whatever I wanted to and yeah. still have a six pack and yeah. Cheers to that, baby. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> but you're getting you're getting back into the gym, man. Don't yeah. front over I've there. I've been back in ever since I got that shot. I've been back in for the last two weeks, nice. uh, getting into it a little bit. But I'm still like, you know, 30, 40 minutes of lifting yeah. at this point before I'm up. I did like, you know, I'm benching maybe seventy five percent of what I was a year ago. It's not it's not terrible for like a year out of the gym, but but I'm I definitely am like good. yeah, I'm yeah. building back up. Uh, it takes a second, though. You were talking about doing the weighted push-ups. Like, I remember I used to tear those apart, but anything with, like, any like decent uh, endurance to it, that's where yeah. I'm trying. Like, pull-ups are so low, push-ups so low in, in that regard. Like, yeah. I can still move a similar amount of weight, but, like, when we get into the endurance, that's where I'm like, oh, damn, it has been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's been way too long. So I think tr- for me as well, uh, wearing a mask and doing any type of, like, cardio yeah. uh, kicks, yeah. It's tough. It's tough with that for sure. So what's been the longest time you've been out of the gym and and maybe it's been uh, to an injury or something? 
Actually, the longest time uh, actually was when um, everything happened. And we got put on a furlough at work and the gyms closed down. So, yeah. I mean, I tried to go outside and work, but I won't lie, I got a little lazy then. And I did start sure. sleeping into like, you know, like 12, 1, uh-huh. you know, like 11. Because at first I was still waking up at 4 and I would just be wide awake and like, what am I waking up this early <laughs> for? I mean, there's nothing to do. Everything is yeah. closed down. So. Yeah, 4 a.m. Yeah. wake up during <laughs> during like March, April lockdown exactly. sounds miserable, man. And it'd be like I would be the only one. I'd go outside and jog, and it was just like a ghost town. So <laughs> yeah, I hear you. You so, can't even catch COVID at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> COVID's not a COVID wake up. Right. Yeah. COVID wakes up at 7. <laughs> so, sleeping. Travis, um, so what would you consider, like what branch of the Army would you consider to be maybe the most hardcore? You know, if you can say it would be a potential Marine, a Navy SEAL, uh and I, you know, I, I'm not 100% sure of every single department in the Army, Peter. I'm not sure, excuse me, in the military. But uh, what would you consider to be the most difficult, most say, challenging? I would say um, probably the Navy SEALs or, in the, of course, uh, Marines, or I would say um, Special Forces. So why Navy SEAL or Special Forces? Um, like what in particular? Well, I would say as far as Special Forces, I got to see um, – you know, some of my buddies who are already infantry uh, soldiers, um, you know, go forth and do, um, you know, the testing and, you know, uh, everything that it takes to become like a special force. And also I got to work a little bit uh, in this school. It's um, called SEER School. And what that is, it's pretty much um, uh, survival uh, survival uh, training. So it used yeah. to be back in the day to where they could like break bones and stuff like that. But now, uh, well, I don't know how it is now, but when mm-hmm. I was in and, you know, I took part in it and I saw like uh, some guys take part in it, it was actually, you know, snoring outside. And they would actually have you in this like room. And I mean, they would have you in a room as if you had been captured, you know, in a, uh, another country. And, um, you know, you would just be in the dark, you'd be, you know, tied up and, they would like bring you out into the snow barefooted and make you stand there hours while they question you. So, I mean, some of the things you got to do as far as training um, to become, you know, special forces is, you know, it takes a lot of heart. Yeah. The, where were you when it was snowing that much? Do you remember where wow. you were um, located um, at? I actually can't remember. I mean, it probably wasn't Hawaii. Yeah. No, it definitely no. wasn't Hawaii. <laughs> you you got to pretend it's Hawaii. That's how you get through it. I can't remember. I, maybe it was somewhere in uh, North Carolina. So is it just North mind games? Would you consider it being more so mind games? Maybe that's why being a Navy SEAL or something of that nature would be definitely more, more difficult. More so uh, mind games. And I know yeah. um, they do additional training on like uh, even more like weapon systems. And, um, okay. you know, it's a lot more uh, in, intense training. Yeah, the okay. seals have so have they Howie, take it a right. step farther. Yeah, yeah, that's that. <laughs> and then at certain points and times, of course, while we we're out in the field training, you know, we'd be we'd have downtime, and you know, we'd be sitting there like, uh, you know, laughing and you know having a conversation, and we'll look up and we'll see those guys, and you know, you could just tell by their face, you know, they haven't slept for maybe like twenty four, forty eight hours, and they're still like, you know, running around, you know. Uh, you know, uh, training and everything. But in the meantime, are they housed in like a separate unit than you or like you guys? Are oh, yeah, all they together? went with us. They went with us. OK, yeah. so they'll take like a handful of of uh, soldiers or whatever and then put them in a separate place. And then. Well, yeah, those who are trying out way? for it. Yeah, exactly. OK, interesting, man. What's the what was probably the most like physically taxing uh, thing they, they yeah, put you through? Question, like, like the worst day of training. 
<laughs> the worst day. The most mm. memorable, I'd mm. say. Memorably worst. Or just most impressive physical feat. Sure. I would actually say um, I didn't really find um, the physical part of the military too bad. Uh, I would say when I started out, maybe the pull-ups, because I can't do a pull-up to save my life. Um, I will say this. When we were in airborne school, um, that was the first time we started doing pull-ups because they called us legs. You know, you got to get your wings or something like that. And um, we actually had a, a female drill sergeant. And, um, you know, you can't really see anybody's body because they have their uniform. Yeah. On. And, you know, one guy, he didn't really take her seriously. You know, he was like laughing and joking. And, you know, she told him to be quiet and he said, you know, he made a smart-ass comment to her, and she was like, uh, you know, Leg, she was like, um, what do you think, you better than me? She was like, you think you can do more? She was like, choose your poison. Oh, man. As far hell, as, like, working yeah. out, and, you know, he just started laughing. He was like, let's do pull-ups. And she was like, of course. She was like, you first. So he gets up there, and, you know, we send him, knock him out, and he does about 24. And Damn. I was like, shit, that's a lot of pull-ups. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, she gets up there, and she starts knocking them out, and she gets to 20, and she starts shaking. And I look, and I feel so bad. But then all of a sudden, you know, she drops one arm, and I was like, oh, gosh, she's about to fall. And then she looks back at him, and she winks. <laughs> and she just, like, does, like, no I think she knocks way. out, like, four. And then she, like, puts her other arm up, drops it down, <laughs> knocks out four. And when she drops down, we're all, like, looking, like, oh what the fuck God. just happened? And one of the guys told us, he was like, she used to train for, like, Miss Olympia. So she wow. was like, but like I said, you can't really tell, like, the right. BDUs on how big some people are. But, yeah. and I mean, she just made him feel like, you know, shit the rest of the time. So how many females, like, on a, would you, like, on a daily average would you see, like, walking around or, you know, would be, I guess, in charge? You know what I mean? I would say in basic training, you really don't see, I didn't see any. Um, yeah. When we moved over, because I also jumped out of planes, when we moved over to uh, airborne God, school, dude. I saw, uh, you saw more. Still okay. not a lot, but you saw more. What would you, what would you th- say the percentage is? Maybe like 10% or less? I would say about like, I'd say about like 8%. Okay. 8, 9%. It wasn't that many at all still. Would you say that n- now more so, like more females are joining the army? I've heard so, yeah. Now. Okay. Yeah. And they're letting them, uh, you know, into like uh, more uh, MOSs or, you know, uh, jobs than they did before, which I think is good. Okay, Travis, so um, thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. And uh, I guess before we get out of here, what would you, I would, I would like to leave off with, I guess, some inspirational stuff from you. What would you say to someone who's trying to lose as much weight, dude, as you did? I had no idea that you were over 300 pounds, and now look at you, man. What are you, 210 now? Jacked like out your mind, uh, 195? Yeah. All right, so what's the what's the plan right now for you going forward through these next three months in terms of your fitness goals? And I guess one suggestion that you'd leave to someone who's trying to lose over 100 pounds. <laughs> what, would the, what, what would you think those two things? Um, uh, I would say, say my fitness goal is actually I'm trying to get back to about 200. I want to okay. break that plateau like 200 pounds at least, and then um, – I think the easiest part is getting there, but, like, maintaining is, for me, it's, like, you know, maintaining that, that weight once you get it get it on. And I would say as far as if you want to lose weight. Um, yeah, yeah, lose weight. Like, yeah, sorry. Oh, oh, no, no, go ahead. That was such an inspirational quote that he was just about to say. <laughs> All right, so in terms of, like, losing weight, bro, <laughs> and, getting, and getting fit. So, like, I guess one and the same. Well, yeah, one and the same. And I would just say um, anything you put your mind to, you can accomplish. 
That's what's you know, up. It's a lot easier. All it takes is, you know, hard work and, yeah. and, you know, you can do it. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Peter, Peter you no, got something? No. Aside from the guy who did Everybody, it. thank you so much for tuning in, watching, listening. Episode 127 here. I believe Peter Travis Eskridge. Travis, thank you so much, man, from coming thank for coming guys. down for Washington Thanks Heights. For having me. And Travis, I will see you tomorrow morning in the gym. Early in the morning. I guess, dude, wait one second before we get out of here. How are my workouts looking, man? Am I doing anything weird? Am I just a pretty standard doing compound lifts? What do you think? I think you're pretty good. All right. I mean, I see you dancing a couple of times over there in the corner. I'm like, yeah, what is that move again? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm listening to the same stuff as you are, man. Arf, arf. RIP DMX. Peter Moran, thanks so much for being at a 45-degree angle. You're Cheers. a great guy. And we will see you guys next time. A goodbye. Thanks for tuning in to the Ted Jones World Podcast with Peter Moran. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe. We've got new episodes dropping every Monday, Thursday, Saturday at 12 a.m. Follow us on TikTok, Ted Jones World Podcast. Hell yeah.